Hey friend, and welcome to the Intentional Productivity Podcast. This is for you working moms that want your day to intentionally reflect your priorities. I'm Joelle Cease, I know, it looks like Seuss, and I'm passionate about intentional priority time management. I want you to feel like your day is filled with what's most important to you. I'm so glad you're here with me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey friend, today I'm going to be talking to you guys about intentional fitness. As you know, health and fitness is one of my personal intrinsic priorities. It's been a part of my life ever since I can remember being a young, really little girl doing Jane Fonda workouts in my living room, wearing my swimsuit, pretending it was a leotard, socks, pretending they were leg warmers, and working out with my mom super, super young. And then that grew into the love of all different sports and activities growing up. I started studying dietetics when I went off to college, started my health and fitness coaching business over nine years ago. So over the past almost nine and a half years, I have helped thousands of women through their health and fitness journey. And what I truly hope my clients realize when working with me is that health and fitness is something that should evolve with you in every season of your life. It is not on track or off track, on plan or off plan. Even though I work for my or work with my company that produces workout programs that come with particular workout calendars, I'm always coaching from a place of grace where if life happens, I want to teach my clients to navigate through these seasons of life and have health and fitness really be something that is a part of your personal self-care. So there's just a few topics that I wanted to talk to you guys about today. And then a handful of you asked me questions relating to supplements, diastasis recti, and nutrition. So I'm going to kind of cover those at the end. But the first tip I have for you when it comes to intentional fitness is looking at realistically what can fit into your life right now. Step one in the intentional priority program is really just evaluate the season that you're in and make peace with it so that you know that what your life looks like right now doesn't have to be the same as what it looks like for somebody else. We all are going to have different phases and seasons in our lives and we need to honor them. So step one is really look at what is realistic for you right now when it comes to health and fitness. What is a realistic number of days that you really can consistently maintain a workout schedule? How many minutes can you realistically fit into your workout schedule? I was talking with a friend lately and she was sharing with me her struggle of getting in her workouts when she has a toddler and an infant at at home with her. She has an infant and a toddler at home with her. And we were talking about it. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, in that season of my life, when my youngest was just a few months old and my oldest was like three-ish years old, I worked out on weekends. Now, a lot of workout programs and schedules or just kind of the regular 
routine thing is to have your off days on the weekends. Well, in that season of my life, I chose and I still choose to work out on the weekends and take my rest days during the weekdays because it's what works best for me. On the weekends when my infant was napping, so my infant would go down for his first nap, I would put my infant down and then I would go work out. That gave my husband and my oldest son the opportunity to have some one-on-one quality time. So I would sneak and get a 20 to 30 minute workout because we all know infant naps are not always the longest naps. So I would sneak in a 20 to 30 minute workout. I'd hop in the shower if he was still asleep after my workout. And my husband really got quality time with our toddler, which my toddler loved because his dad was at work all week and that worked best for my schedule. Also in that season of life, doing a program that was seven days a week was not realistic because there were a lot of nights where the infant didn't sleep very well or the toddler woke up a handful of times. So realistically for me, I knew working out a minimum of four days a week was like my gold star goal. If I made it five, that was great and awesome, but I shot four, four days a week and that's still my goal today. And my kids are now both toddlers. I have an 18 month old and a three and a half year old at the time of this recording, but still my goal is four to five days a week. And I take my rest days typically on Thursday and or Friday or Thursday and Sunday. It kind of depends on the week. And I We'll do an episode on my weekly planning, and I do include my workouts in my weekly planning, but really just before you pick what program is going to get you the best results or how much weight you want to lose, take a look at what is realistic for your life right now. And this leads me into my second tip where exercise does not have to be beating up your body. So tip number two, choose a workout that gives you joy restores you, rejuvenates your energy, generates more energy, and gives you vibrancy. Workouts don't always have to be beating ourselves up and depleting our energy stores. We are working moms. We have a lot on our plates and our activity should enhance our energy, not deplete from it. And that is a big shift that I made when I became a mom because before being a mom, I did really long, intense workouts that really, really, really took a toll on my body. And when I started training in that way postpartum, I noticed my body working against me. I noticed my body hanging on to weight and inflammation. But when I started doing more moderate activity and shorter workouts, I started to see the small changes that I wanted in my body, which made sense because of various sleep levels, cortisol, and all of that's going on in our hormone levels when we are postpartum. But just to keep this very, very simple for you is like exercise doesn't have to be draining and depleting for you to see results and draining and depleting your energy. And if you're not getting enough rest and you're doing a ton of intense weight bearing workouts that are breaking down your muscle tissue, but you're not sleeping adequately and you're not, your body's not able to repair that muscle and also produce breast milk if you're breastfeeding or and you're not catching up on sleep your body is going to hold on to extra inflammation because it just does not have the stores to do all of those functions and it's going to prioritize it's going to prioritize either the muscle repair or your milk supply so really just 
pay attention and listen to your body. Maybe if you start doing a heavy weight training program, you are only doing it three days a week. We have a weight training program that I love so much. Shout out to old school Shaleen Extreme. That is three days of heavy weight training. And I believe that that is so effective because it does give the body adequate time to rest. It's not beating your body up every single day. You are given the work and breakdown of muscle tissue in order for your body to repair and build that muscle tissue back up again, it needs rest. But if you start doing weight training program and it's just not working for your body, you're not seeing the changes and the results after an amount of time, change it up. Try something like bar. Try something like Pilates. If that's not working, then try maybe an athletic cardio style program. Maybe you need to intermix and have all of those components within your work week where one day a week you're intensely training cardiovascularly, another week, another day you're doing yoga, another day you're doing a full body weight training, and then another day you're doing Pilates and you're doing four days a week. Maybe your body needs all of that well-roundedness all at once, but the only way you are going to find out what works for you and your body is if you go on a journey of self-discovery instead of looking around at all of the other people and what they are doing on Instagram to get their bodies to change and see results or get muscle tone and definition. Focus within. Your body knows what it needs. And once you start listening to your body, it will start telling you and showing you exactly what it needs and what to do. So I'm going to go into the topics that you guys wanted to me to talk about really quickly. And the first is diastasis recti. If you don't know what diastasis recti is, I would believe most of you do because most of you listening are moms. And that is when your abdominal wall separates while you are pregnant and then doesn't necessarily heal all the way when you are postpartum. Now, I am not a physical therapist and that is the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is go to a physical therapist because a lot of people on Instagram who are talking about diastasis recti and giving tips on diastasis recti are only talking about the separation of the the abs and a small separation is completely normal and you may not have to be concerned about it. A physical therapist, and when I went to see my physical therapist, I was about eight weeks postpartum, and I think I saw her four times, so I went every other week, but I did go see a physical therapist, and I was floored that she did not just check the separation. She also checked the connective tissue, the pelvic floor, my hips, and my glutes. So a lot of the things that I was needing to work on wasn't even from repairing diastasis recti. So I would highly encourage any of you to go to a physical therapist. And I know some of you are like, I have a little one. How am I going to make time for that appointment? I did ask my physical therapist if she was okay if I brought my littlest with me to the appointment. And she said that was absolutely okay. I bought he sat in his chair for a lot of the times his car seat and then I would bring a blanket and sometimes he would you know lay out on the blanket and roll around and kind of look around at all the different things and even at one point in my appointment she held him for a little bit and I asked her like 
do you mind doing this? And she did not mind at all. So I know with some appointments, it's like they don't necessarily want you to bring your little ones with you, but it's always worth it to just ask. And a lot of times, if you're going to a physical therapist that specializes in women's health, then they're probably going to be completely okay with bringing, you know, a little a little baby bean with you to the appointment. And I know um, my friend, Lindsay, Lindsay Hay, who is on Instagram, you guys, she has quadruplets. That woman is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Lindsay. And I know that you asked this question about diastasis recti. And just to kind of give you some um, insight, I am still modifying my planks and I'm also avoiding a lot of abdominal work. So when I'm going to my group fitness classes or I am doing my workout DVDs at home, I'm not doing a lot of the ab work that they are doing. I am doing the exercises and activities that my physical therapist recommended for me, but also when I am just laying flat on my back with my knees in the air, and if I'm really imagining my whole abdominal wall become really um, like sucking in and holding on to that, that is a lot of abdominal work for me, even now at 18 months postpartum. So a lot of times with abdominal work, I'm just imagining myself like laying on my back and making my ab my abs and my waist as small and small and flat as they can be. When it comes to planks, I will modify on my knees and just really make sure I'm holding my abdominal wall super tight or I am in side plank. I absolutely love side plank, especially when I'm on my knee. I feel like I can really engage my side body. And as you engage your side body, you will, using my hands when I'm talking right now, which is so silly because you can't see me, but it's going to create that hourglass shape. I swear, and I don't know this for a fact, but this is just me ranting to you because I feel like we're friends and we can talk about this, but I feel like the person who said that planks are the best exercise for the abs was a male who has never housed a human in their abs ever. Because if you think about it, when we carry our babies, our abdominal wall and the connective tissue are spread apart. And when we are postpartum and we give birth to that baby, there is now that like gap that is no longer there. And if the abdominal wall and especially the connective tissue are not strong enough to hold in our organs when we are in plank mode, gravity is pushing down on our organs, which is pushing down on our abdominal wall and our connective tissue, which could make things worse. So for me, unless I am in pristine, like ab engagement, perfect condition, I'm still avoiding avoiding planks to this day. I should go back and make another appointment with my physical therapist, but you know, I'm I'm seeing results, I'm seeing definition, and I feel like I'm doing a good job. And another thing is I do wear an abdominal belt. It's just a Gold's Gym abdominal belt I got from Walmart. They have a ton on Amazon. And it's not necessarily to like waist train. It's not a waist trainer. It's just an abdominal belt that you wear during exercise. And to me, it just reminds me to hold in my belly when I'm working out. Because I even notice when I am just doing squats, 
I don't necessarily pay attention to my abs as much as I should. And just having that abdominal belt on just reminds me like, okay, Joel, hold it in, hold it together, keep your abs strong. I got another question about supplements and specific amino acids. And I'm just going to tell you guys, when it comes to supplements, it should really support your goals. Supplements should support your health and fitness goals and what it is that you want to achieve. So if you're breaking down a ton of muscle tissue, amino acids are great. But when it comes to the supplements that you choose, I would take a deep dive investigation into the particular company of the supplements that you choose because not all supplements are created the same. Supplements do not have any sort of regulation on them, but there are supplement companies that choose to have certifications or third-party checks or self-checks to make sure that the quality of their supplements and what they say is in the ingredients is actually in there. So I would just be cautious and careful of that. First, establish your goals, establish what it is that you want to achieve in your health and fitness. For me, I am all about energy right now, so I am making sure I'm having lots of fruits and vegetables and supplementing with my superfood shake also supplementing with it's called focused energy but it is a botanical mushroom blend with things like lion's mane and reishi to support brain health omegas all of that stuff because it is in support with my goals my goals aren't necessarily to I mean, I do have body fat to lose, but I am not going to take a fat burner because I know what that synthetic caffeine and those thermogenics do to adrenals long term. And I am not about that. I'm not going to have that short term gain for that long term harm. It's not worth it to me. So I would just be very cautious on not just the supplements you are taking, but the company that is making those supplements. And then the last thing is really in accordance to nutrition. And the specific question was, is there a ideal equation for macronutrients, macronutrient ratio when it comes to weight loss? Here's the thing. I also view nutrition to support my health and fitness goals and mine is all about energy so i am eating in according to our 2b mindset program right now and with 2b mindset she has it laid out so we are eating according to our energy and to sustain our energy throughout the day so we eat bigger more satisfying meals which leads to not snacking throughout the day and I actually have noticed a big change in my energy and my weight loss when following this program. We're eating lots of fiber-filled carbs, vegetables, protein, and it has really been so helpful to me and my energy. And I've always, even with intermittent fasting, I noticed that when I am eating larger meals and eliminating snacking, I have more sustained energy, but I also have friends who thrive off of six to eight small meals throughout the day, and that works really well for them. So once again, you are your own experiment, and you want to take the time to get to know your body. Maybe for a little while, you try following eating two, maybe three large meals. So I technically eat two large meals throughout the day and then my shake is one of my meals which I like to blend with banana, some peanut butter, spinach, 
my uh, botanical mushroom blend that I talked to you about. There's fiber in my shake, so it keeps me full. There's protein in there, so my hunger and appetite is controlled. And I really feel good when I stick to that. So when I start like snacking and having little meals where I'm constantly spiking my insulin and it's always saying, okay, I need more. I need more glucose. And it's causing me to snack more than I need to. But for some, the opposite is true. Eating small meals throughout the day helps regulate their hunger. You just have to take the time to simplify things. You know that eating an apple and peanut butter is a better snack choice than a donut and applying those basic general nutrition principles before you really start going crazy or eliminating certain food groups from your diet like carbohydrates or anything like that. Before you go do anything crazy with your diet, take it back to the basics and listen and pay attention to how your body feels. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode on intentional fitness. Let me know if you want to hear more health and fitness related topics and I will talk to you guys next time. I see you, my friend. I see you feeling frazzled and overwhelmed with all of the things that you have on your heart, on your mind, and on your plate. I want to help you find peace and productivity in the 24 hours that we have each and every single day. I created the Intentional Priority Program for you mamas that have a lot on your plate that you want to serve well with love and intention without feeling overwhelmed and frazzled. The Intentional Priority Program is going to walk you through establishing what is important to you right now, what are your intentional priorities, how are they different from intrinsic priorities, navigating your 24 hours in a day so you feel productive and peaceful with doing enough and not all of the things. Check out the show notes below for the Intentional Priority Program. Let me be your intentional time management coach. I am so excited and honored to be teaching you ladies to view the 24 hours that you have in a day differently. No more frazzle, no more overwhelm, no more exhaustion. You're a multi-passionate mama and I'm here to help you prioritize and serve all of the things that are important to you.